listening to the All Things Geekery podcast. We are officially celebrating episode one of season four, guys, and this one is called Happy Belated New Year. I'm your host, Detached. Hey, guys, and I'm Victus. Well, guys, we want to welcome you into 2020, and more importantly, we want to welcome you to, like we said, our fourth year of bringing you amazing people this content. So, guys, we want to say thanks for stopping by and joining us for this podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy this episode. In this episode... We talk about a recent break from content creation and what we've been up to. We dig into the most recent reputation stain of Blizzard, which was Warcraft 3 Reforged. Next, we dive into our inner Trekkie and discuss Star Trek Picard and look at the newest adventures of this beloved captain. And finishing out the episode, we chat about our plans for future of the podcast and new things that are coming. And I can't help but read that every time as it's super professional and not just off the cuff, because that's just the way I am. <laughs> you sound like a business commercial recording at this point in time. I do. We just it was need really bad. Some, we just need some backtracking, and you could do a like recruiting commercial for a corporate business. But you know what? It would be a dang good recruiting right there. <laughs> it would be a, some epic would be a video in the background. <sighs> that's because I've been, you know, it's been however forever since we've done a podcast it's only been like what three two three weeks four weeks or so uh mm, let's, let's see we launched our ending Month. of season three right before christmas yeah we, we actually yeah it was right before new year wasn't it right before the new year hit yes so that would put us yep, about right before a the new month year and a week so, or yeah. ever so i'm a little practice Basically, yes, we're completely out of practice, very rusty. Uh, I kind of forgot how to turn my computer on and plug everything up. And I don't even know what technology is anymore. Oh my gosh, it's been a month. I, I was like, okay, well, I can finally move my... How do I use my mic? Ooh, this thing's kind of shiny. Right. No? Yeah, I, I actually I had to dust my mic off. I haven't used it in a month. Yeah. But, uh, regarding that break, it, it, was, uh, it was nice. It was nice to, to, to um, I'm going to say, detached, um, beat you to it, uh, from, from content creation, take a breather. And, uh, you know, some people, some people say, you know, maybe it's not the best thing to do that. But um, for those that are just chugging out content, whether it's YouTube videos or just writing, I, I, know, I can see that definitely being a thing, writing or, um, in our instance, podcast streaming, it's good to take a breather. Yeah. Good to step back. Um, if you just take it's, a break, great. Uh, if it's good to have that health day. Yep. And for for us, I, I I don't know. I think it's I think it's good just to take a break after the holidays. For one, I mean, we spent so much time cranking material out last year on a pretty consistent schedule, and both of us were really busy with um, just new things in life and new things that we were trying to do with the podcast. And we kept a, we kept a very consistent, busy schedule. And like always, we kind of take a break during the holidays anyways. You know, our, our podcast isn't an every week, it's an every other week. So I just thought it was a great idea to take an entire month off just from 
content creation altogether. There's still a few things I was doing on the side, but nothing time intensive, really. So it's yeah. been nice. It really has. So yeah. uh, why haven't you guys heard from us in a month? Well, that's why, because uh, Victus and I have been on hiatus away from just putting our brains to the grind wheel and, and pumping out content. And that doesn't mean we haven't been planning, though. We have been planning. Yeah. Yeah. Um there's there's a difference between you know the random we'll sit down and discuss ideas and coming forward to uh, constantly having to keep up to date with the latest news taking notes recording those notes you know writing scripts um figuring out schedules so you know it, it's uh for me it was definitely a good break to just um take a breather and uh yeah and then come back Come back where we are now with the kickoff of episode one of this new year, new season. So, yeah, this is going on. So March is actually going to be our four year anniversary mm -hmm. of this podcast, which is kind of ridiculous. It's a long time. Like yeah. Four years. It's four years for a podcast. Like exactly. But four years is 365 days times four. That's Yes. Math. Wow. Math genius. <laughs> you know, uh, he's, he says smart things like that, but then it takes him a day and a half to write one paragraph on a script. And then he has to change it four times. <sighs> my ADD. And he does have ADD <laughs> badly. You know, the, like if the space isn't in the right spot or the comma is not in the right spot, he Quirrell. won't just change the comma. He will completely <laughs> erase the entire sentence on the script and rewrite the whole thing. Yep. Absolutely. We did this right before the podcast we're growing right now. Yes, absolutely. And it does not bother me one bit. Well, maybe it bothers me a little bit, but you know, that's okay because I'm used to it. Yep. We've been doing this for four years, yep. so and we've been friends for a lot longer than that. So you kind of just have to Gotta go, go with, with the flow. Yep. You know, I'm I'm kind of Mr. Spontaneous, just kind of jump in and start doing some things. And he's like, oh, whoa, hold up. I need to know A to Z and why do we do this? And but people are going to think that I'm like, um, that was 32 minutes ago that I thought about that. Uh, I'm already on like eight topics later. Can we just keep I don't think you going? understand. We have to have a um, research development, a control group, testing, um, beta testing. Mm. And so you guys are getting an insight to our uh, bi-weekly script breakouts that happen. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this is completely off topic, but to give you guys a little bit of our personality, um, I'm a writer, and one of the key things that was taught to me in basically writing school and creative writing was write first, think later, and and edit later. Just get the words out on paper. And uh, our our local English major over here scolds me every time that I type something up because he's like, oh, well, this needs to go here and that needs to go there. So, you know, really our script is very clean, but it takes us a little bit of time to put together. So, mm -hmm. we typically write down, uh, you know, our, our four main points. We, we try to put the bullet points in there and then there comes the, but what about this and how come this goes here? And so... 
Uh, working together has been a lot of fun over the last four years for sure on this level. And we have to do it remotely because we're not in the same states. So we can't actually sit down in the same room together and, and have those discussions. So everything we do is, you know, through audio. Sometimes we'll do video. It's kind of hard to look at his ugly mug though. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to look at him on stream enough while he's, uh, you know, trying to grow this Twitch channel he's doing. <laughs> so, so TLDR of what Detach is getting to right now, just so you guys know, is I usually have to do come in and fix everything and clean it up. So. That's basically what I'm saying. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the next question. Uh, why do we take the first of the year off? Because we've not always done that. Um, this is this is only the second year out of the four years we've done this podcast that we've actually taken time away completely from making content. And uh, for me personally, it is like we talked about for health reasons and just making sure that our priorities are straight for our family. And after the holidays, just kind of refocusing and putting some time on the calendar to plan and do things with the family and get the work straight and just really step away from the constant brain game of everything that has to be put in place to do a podcast and make content and write and do graphic design. So... Outside of the podcast, uh, I'm not I'm not streaming. I'm not twitching, uh, but I am doing graphic design. I am doing a podcast, and outside of that, uh, I'm also writing a novel series. So my time is pretty much donated to that outlet of media right now, and uh, it's nice to step away just to give your brain a a rest and a break away from all that. So that's why I take the first year off. Yeah. And first year always, it it works out because, you know, there comes the busy, busy time of the three months of holidays that we are all caught up in with, you know, and then combine that with our um, hobby of content creation here. So we automatically enter in the lull. You get off the holidays, you're going into the new year. And so it's just a good time to reset instead of taking it, you know, at the holiday time when you still don't get that real break there. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you've got off the holidays and now let's, let's just um, recollect everything, recollect our thoughts, get prepped for it, do a little bit of planning so we don't have the pressure for it and then go into it uh, after our break um, strong and with a you know a plan out of the rest of the year that's also where we do our our planning as well you know not not to you know it's planning is definitely not as intensive because it can be broken up and and worked out it allows us to uh, get back in place with what we want the next year to be so that's why we take and 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 i see us continuing this into the next years uh as well with uh with the podcast and content creation across the board is to take that Take that break off the first year. Yeah, I think uh, I think the last couple of years of us doing this has just been a, a good kickstart to the year because uh, you go into things fresh. Yep. Um, you know, it's, you're not completely bogged down, and so that's uh, that's really why I think why we why we've decided to uh, start taking the first year off, and uh, 
really just kind of behind the scenes what we've been doing. Uh, Victus mentioned us planning, and uh, you know we've had some planning sessions of ideas and thinking things through of what we want this podcast to to grow into and new things to come. I mean, there's always that uh, there's always that chance that if you continue doing the same thing. Um, of that same thing too much, it could become stagnant because things change and ideas change and, you know, timelines change. And when we post changes, because you just kind of have to keep up with how things flow. So those are a lot of the things that we've been talking about. Like what is the next step for, you know, for us to come. So those are some of the things that we've been doing on the planning phase. Um, outside of that, I really have been enjoying uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's like kind talked of about nothing little... else but Red Dead for, for our break. It, it is so much fun just to get away into, uh, you know, just a fun world. It's open world and there's, oh my gosh, there's so many things to do. So that's been kind of my little refresher in the gaming world. Mine for, for you know, I've taken, taken a break right away from my normal content of streaming and just been able to just, you know, go back through games that kind of been put off to the side due to a focus on a particular type of game. But I've been like really into Warframe Space Ninja playing uh, this last three weeks four weeks or so that I picked it back up um, and really enjoying it, really enjoying it. Um, For those out there, if you haven't picked up Warframe, it is free to play. Uh, the way they make their money is, of course, to have a uh, massive inventory of stuff that you can collect in the game. And to get some of that faster, it doesn't affect, it's not a pay to win because uh, there is no PvP aspect really in the game. You can purchase, you know, in-game currency to get that stuff faster. But uh, a lot of it could be earned in, you know, in game as well, if you if you know what you're doing and spend the time doing so. Uh, but with that, um, I've enjoyed the complete differences because for a while that was pretty. Playing a lot of Destiny 2, like a lot of Destiny 2 and taking that break from that <laughs> yeah, we, is been nice. Yeah, we, we ground a lot of Destiny towards the end of the year. We got a lot of things accomplished and uh Yeah. Uh, I think both of us were on the the same front of just making, you know, those little checklists and things that you do in games like that. And you kind of have those completionist, both of us are completionist Mm -hmm. inside games. So it's hard for us to, to not do something when we see it on a list and it goes, oh, you've just got a little bit more to complete that one little thing. And then that one little thing turns into another little thing. And oh, that was part of another little thing. And two uh, weeks later, about 60 hours in the game. Oh, I've. Ah, oh, nope. I still got oh a little bit to go. Yeah. So that's how they get you on those kind of things. And uh, yeah, that's another reason that I kind of took a break from Destiny 2 and found something that was just uh, kind of one of those peaceful games. You can go in and do what you want and have fun with and enjoy. Did you so, say it was, it was also built around the idea that you could play it for just a couple hours or not even that and then be able to just turn it off and pick it back up later? Seriously, this, yeah, the, the game, the way the story flows, it's, it, 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 it is one of those you can turn on, you can just be in the open world, you can kind of do what you want to, or you can kind of follow the storyline. Um, you just kind of make up what you want to do. Uh, there, there really isn't a set timeline that you have to follow, which has been really fun. 
I may I may pick that up one day. I, I did play all the way through the uh, the main campaign of Red Dead One. I just hasn't been on my radar because of well time and other games playing at the time. So I I knew it just in my backlog, but. I think with the organization yeah. coming with content creation, I'll be able to uh, be able to fit that in yeah, possibly. Absolutely. So, I mean, the Rockstar did an amazing job with the first one, and I loved it. We waited forever for Red Dead Two, uh, and I didn't pick it up. Same reason for you, because we had so many different things going on. I had tons of different things going on, and I had a backlog of stuff that I was trying to play through, anyways. And uh, we had uh, we had a couple of main games that we were trying to you know push through and get things accomplished on. So this was one of those that was really just kind of in the, the back of the books. But uh, yeah, with, with kind of the kick in the year off with a fresh start and a new, new way of doing things, this has kind of been, uh, been a lot of fun. It's been nice. Getting into our next topic, which actually was a game that I played during our break. Um, I look forward to actually <laughs> yeah. when I heard that it was actually going to release in January. Back when they finally announced it in December. Uh, game I had pre-ordered since it was announced. Because I was like, it, you know, it's one of the most memorable or um, top RTSs of all time. And, and so many games have oh, spun, off, spun off from it. Uh, Warcraft 3. Specifically, as, as mentioned, Warcraft 3 Reforged was released and finally hit market. 27th wasn't it i believe it was the 27th yes that's right Ooh, school, excuse me 28th um i think okay, it, 28th some people could get in the 27th uh i actually freaking forgot the day was there and i was like oh i like like the 29th i was like okay let's go play and uh i didn't really want to get into the campaign just yet i, I wanted to hold off so i went into custom games and i'll be it my first like thing of it was like oh man this looks real crisp real crisp and everything and graphics look good and you know i can zoom in some okay but then i started noticing a lot of uh dated features of this rts for which new rts's have definitely fixed one of those being in reforged is that you can only grab so many units at one time and then you can't just grab all your units and go easy way to get around that but uh you start noticing the little things then um pulling back from that i was i started doing uh talking to people about it and then hearing the negative things about it so apparently this game has been a mess and i agree now <laughs> after playing the game so i i have not played it i I wanted to, I wanted to get it, but I was also kind of leery, um, just from some of the stuff that Blizzard's had going on. They haven't had a good, you know, track record over the last couple of years. Um, so I wanted to play it, but I also wanted to wait just because I had other things that was already in the books and they've kind of bombed on this one. So yeah, this will definitely be a pass for me. Yeah. Um, one thing that hit me right off the bat, like day three after its launch i couldn't stay in a custom game because the custom games are technically servers and you were just constantly dc'd from the game uh, it wasn't until about so it it was just booting you completely out yeah i would be sitting there playing and all of a sudden it would go right to the score screen i was like what i 
I didn't hit, you know, quit game or anything like that, trying to figure out what was going on. And kept trying and kept trying. I finally got through a couple uh couple custom games. Um it seemed to happen the most if I tried to do really big maps on a lot of people. But uh yeah, they uh that was one of the biggest one of the biggest issues. The others was uh I didn't experience because I didn't play the campaign and didn't notice it, but when they announced Warcraft 3 Reforged, they advertised and showed off cinematics that were not done in the original Warcraft 3, where, you know, they they did different uh, angles during the cinematics using the in-game graphics. And um, that was everybody was looking forward to like, oh, that's so cool. And that's going to be really neat to have in Reforged along with. And this is what I was hoping for. Never saw evidence of that but a complete redo of the cinematics for Warcraft three, like the actual um, high fidelity, the, the, the ones we saw in game that looked like movie, uh, like the one that we see in um, uh, at the very beginning as an advertisement where you see the orc and the human fight each other. That was yeah. phenomenal. We saw, I saw that. I was like, Oh yes, let's go. But that didn't actually make it into the game, did it? That one did at the very beginning. No uh, other okay. cinematics were changed except for their resolution was brought up. Everything else about them was identical. Um, besides that. So that was that's crazy. I went back and I was watching the side by sides of the cinematics. And, and that's the one thing. And that's that's one thing you can see about the gameplay is. Uh. Up until you see a side by side, like, yeah, Reforged looks really good and you can see the high resolution graphics. But when you compare it to the original of, you know, of you just bringing the resolution up. It's not that much different, really. I mean, there's there's a little bit crispierness with some things like the portraits are really cool where they brought those up. There's no longer the polygonal (laughs) type of type (laughs) of characters. Um, yeah, and that's they made those a little crisper and a clean, clean look, right? And, and that's honestly where Reforge does the best work, right? There is the character, um, animations and also the character graphics themselves of all the units in the game have been redone and brought up. And so, like, you can now zoom in on the game, so you can zoom in on the different characters, and they have new animations that feel they're more fluid, more actual, um, the character that they are, etc. Uh, so that's that's one plus to reforged. But on the flip side, you have all these uh, current the bug crashes. Um, you can say the hangups or the 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 kickouts of the custom games. Um, there's even one that I didn't catch, and being that I don't create alternate content for or have for Warcraft Three, but for those out there. They oh, put yeah, like in, the modders for the modders out there. They put in a um, under your uh, agreement that you sign when you install the game. That Blizzard put oh, put in a little I line. Did hear yeah. About this. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I I had I had I haven't uh, I haven't experienced it because I haven't played the game, but I've I've read like just the the little like end user agreement where they're saying they they own all like third party mods and stuff that people create for the games yep. which is 
kind of bonkers. I've never yeah. heard of a company doing that before. Well, I mean, it's all because of like some of the top games that are still in play today were spinoffs of Warcraft 3. Dota. Dota was originally oh, a mod for Warcraft 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember the Dota game. Yeah. That people were kind of up in arms about that, though. I do wonder if, um, you know, none of those people actually got royalty for the stuff that they did. Right. But still, that's a little, it's a little tricky there to say, okay, everything created here is as a business Property way. Of Blizzard. Yeah, as a business, if you think about the, the business side of it, I, I understand what they're doing there. Right. Somebody's creating content that's based on your content. So, you you know, you want to claim it because it is. You enabled it in the first place. So as a business move, you, you could you could understand where they're coming from, but still to not express that or maybe do it a little bit differently. Come on, Blizzard. Really? Man, the list just keeps going, too. Um, I actually re- refunded my game. Did you? Yeah, I, did. I wondered if I wondered if you did. Yeah, I uh, I didn't even go into the campaign. I was like, ah, I can't, I can't move forward because these particular things that I was looking forward to are not in the game. Honestly, the cinematic was the one I was looking forward to because they were so cool watching when I originally played Warcraft three when I was growing up and watching those cinematics for the first time and and being able to. <laughs> have the hope that they're going to be remastered in a way is what I was looking forward to most and could say yeah oh, they never actually you know they never said those were getting redone but then they did others and it's that's a shame too i mean something that was so popular as warcraft to to hype the community up like they did and and bring a classic game back out and redo it and it's, they're not the first company to do that. This is not this is not you know groundbreaking stuff. Plenty of places have done remasters of games before, but I don't know. Blizzard has just over the last few years not been the same company, and they've really really slipped on their customer service and just the products they've been putting out have not been what they used to. So yeah, and this was one that was know, supposed this, to be a, like an easy win for them, really. This was not an easy win at all. No, I mean, was not. I think this just drove the community farther away from from really grabbing a hold. I don't know. I think Blizzard's last ditch straw to to make something to me their their good ideas have already been done, and they're they're out of them. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, there's just with. Um... I think the one that also really messed with a lot of the original OG players of Warcraft 3 is that in the rollout of Reforged, unless you own the game, you can't even go back and play or get the original Warcraft 3. Like, it, it's just gone. You can't. Oh, geez. I don't, I don't think you can purchase it anymore. Or, or um, that I didn't know, which is crazy. But I mean, the, the Warcraft originally came out yep. what ten years ago, eleven years ago. Warcraft three. Yeah. Uh, let me check. Is it ten years? I think it may have been ten years ago. Uh, actually, eighteen years. 
Okay, eighteen years. <laughs> July third, two thousand two. Remastering. Wow, that is amazing. Well, even you go back and look at. Oh, they're showing all. Never mind. No, I mean you can go back and look the original graphics of that game, and they still hold up. Depending the resolution, reach you know it works on, on the monitor you're playing on, but. Uh, yeah, they uh it it just wasn't wasn't enough to be remastered. And I I've said this to a couple of people after I sat back, um, went and looked at the cinematics, went and looked at everything they did. Warcraft Reforged was just an HD retexture pack that I paid thirty that's bucks crazy. for. And that's why I refunded it. Some people don't share that opinion. That is my after looking at Across the board, what things were done, what things were not done, and changed. Yeah. That's where I think it fits the best description of what they've done with Reforged. Instead of it being a full remaster. 30 bucks for a texture pack. 30 bucks for a texture pack. For an HD 4K texture pack. Well, I know there's a lot of outrage from the community. Just, you know, they feel cheated. Mm-hmm. They they don't feel like they got the product that, uh, you know, Blizzard promoted. I think the first time we saw something on uh, the remastered was back in 2018. And uh, they, the previews and things that we, that we got then, like you said, just was not their finished product. And... It just seems more gaming companies have that going against them. I mean, we see it with a lot of them where they they have this, you know, out of game cinematic that they promote and they premiere and they show off all this fantastic looking gameplay, but it's not the delivered product at the end. So, yep. uh, it just seems to be the, you know, mentality of the gaming companies nowadays and, you know, consumerism from this side is you're going to pay it because you want to play and then comes the disappointment or outrage or the joy and in, in the fantastic game that you get uh, just depends on the the company and i've i've just personally i've been burnt quite a few times by by the games that you know the some of the previous gaming companies that i used to enjoy don't put out you know the the material that they used to and blizzard is one of those uh, I just I don't enjoy the the games that they put out anymore. It's not their quality of stuff, and yeah, I uh, I enjoy seeing what they've got coming in their future. But if they keep making mistakes and and doing things like this, I don't think they're going to make it. I really don't. Yeah, I I don't know where they can go with with the games. Um, it, this was supposed to be kind of a an olive branch to the community. It, and to be fair, they reacted very quick to this, which you could say they, they created a problem and then fixed it real quick uh, in so much that they, instead of when refunding the game, and this is a weird hats off to, to how quickly they acted, but in refunding of the game, it originally was going to take some looking at to if you could actually get a refund, they completely changed it to instant refund. By the time I went in to get asked for refund for the game, it was instant refunded to you. Oh, wow. So um, good on them for doing that. But still, there is the kind of mess that is reformed, or I should say the 
HD texture pack that is reforged out there right now. <laughs> they did say they're still <laughs> yeah. working on it and, and whatever they work on it. I don't I don't know that it will ever bring it up to what a remaster needs to be. We'll see. I don't know. I, I don't. I, how do you how would you come back after doing something like this? The community being outraged, asking for refunds and then trying to redo the same thing to give the people what they actually wanted to me just. Yeah, it may do never it right in the first place. Do it right in the first place. Yep, I don't know. I agree. I'm not. I'm not a game developer. I don't know how long this stuff takes, or you know the. I, I know. I know it takes the manpower that uh, some of these companies. Yeah, especially Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard is not a small company, and they've I, got the I, manpower. I will to say do this it. seems like somebody very high up said release the game now, and then it was just yeah, there. This was. Hey, I'm this is definitely not a game developer problem. This is a this is a corporate problem yep. with a lot of these game companies. That's what it seems like. You know, it's not uh, game developers are not out saying, "Hey, let's make the worst um, you <laughs> no. know, process possible for our consumers." These guys are these guys are passionate about what they do. Uh, and a lot of these a lot of the corporate guys that are out there you know, it's it's the cash cow for them. So, like you said, they're they're popping the guns quick, and hey, we've got to meet this ten week deadline, and you know, you guys are you guys got two weeks left, and uh, I need to see results, or your job is gone. I mean, those are the conversations that happen in those corporate worlds. You know, they are. Yep. Completely agree on that. And so, I, I I don't know where where Blizzard can go with content to release now. Uh, to to bring in the good grace of the community, uh, it's kind of been um a reputation stain after reputation stain after reputation stain. So, you gotta stop digging that hole, Blizzard. You really just gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of they kind of went from having a shovel to digging a hole to now they've got the you know the big dirt movers. Uh-huh. Like they 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 they've got the they got the backhoes in there digging that hole. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll just kind of have to see. Uh, I think after uh, I think after a while, the community is just tired of doing the same old thing. They're gonna they're gonna lose their fan base if they continue this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, we'll uh, keep an eye on it. I I don't know that I'll ever unless they come out with a remaster of Reforged, which is a weird thing to say. I, I know. I probably won't go back to the game. I'll probably go try to find my old copies of the original Warcraft 3 if I ever have that itch to play the game again and play that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Oh, oof, Blizzard. Yeah, big oof on Blizzard. Definitely big oof on Blizzard. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they do and how they, how they come back from this one, if they do. On a happy note, though, uh, you said you've been watching it and I've decided to actually keep up to date with it and start watching it. And now him a hundred percent hooked. Um, yes. Yeah. Which is the show of pretty much the last year for me over the last probably year and a half. Uh, we've kind of struggled through trying to find a good show. That's just fun, engaging, dramatic there's been some good shows out there but this one has just kind of taken the top spot from anything we were previously watching and um that is star trek picard so all you trekkie fans out there 
um, get ready because we're going to cover the first three episodes. And uh, yeah, I, out of all of the Star Trek shows, the next generation was by far my favorite because I grew up on it. So, uh, you know, Captain Jean-Luc Picard was definitely my favorite captain. And yeah, this show has done a phenomenal job of just re-envisioning Picard to me and, and bringing that whole Star Trek thing back in, back into play. Yeah. I, so regarding Picard, I heard it announced and I thought it was cool, but I wasn't like, Oh my goodness. I have to see this as soon as it hits. Uh, and you know, and keep track of it. I was like, that's really cool. They're doing that. Star Trek needs the Star Trek, uh, fan base needs that because I, I will have to say I haven't kept up with a lot of Star Trek stuff over the years. Like I still need to go back and watch discovery. I've heard how good it is, but I need to go back and watch it, uh, and, and get up to date on it. Uh, I happened to be looking for something to watch. I was like, okay, episode one and two have hit. Let's go watch it. About 20 minutes into Picard, I was like, okay, this is really good. And now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've done a really good job. Uh, well, they, they have. Uh, I love I love what they've done. And, and you even mentioned Discovery. So, um, you know, from a, from a Star Trek fan, Discovery is amazing as well. Uh, much different storyline, much different plot line because uh, Discovery takes place 10 years before the Enterprise is even made, um, which is crazy. So, but uh, to talk a little bit about Picard, if you guys have not seen the show, there are spoilers because we talk about kind of the premise of what uh, each of the episodes are around and kind of discussing just the show in a whole. If you guys don't know what the show is about, um, I would highly recommend go watch it. It's on CBS All Access. So anybody that's got Hulu, um, I think uh, probably has access to it if they've got that live TV section. Mm -hmm. But I think if you have not watched any of the older Star Trek Next Generation TV series, or if you've not watched any of the Next Generation cast in the actual movies that they did, like First Contact or Nemesis, then you may be a little bit lost because the show does follow that timeline. Uh, the show picks up basically 20 years after Nemesis took place. Nemesis was the last live action Star Trek movie that they did with the Next Generation cast with uh, Picard and Data and you know their whole crew. Um, and that's what I really loved about the premise of the show was you're following the same timeline, you're following the same characters. Picard is an old man now. You know, he's not the not the younger captain that we saw back in the day. He's well into his 70s and he's retired from Starfleet or quote unquote uh, retired from Starfleet. He stepped out of Starfleet, which is pretty interesting and a cool plot line of what they're doing here. So yeah, this one's been, uh, this one's definitely been kind of the, uh, dramatic mystery, I should say has been kind of a mystery of what's going on. And that's uh, kind of crazy that it's, it's take place after this because, um, it mentions right off the bat that, uh, we hear about the Romulan supernova, which I'm not yeah. a Trekkie Lord um lore uh kept up with it 
So I don't know if it's completely canon in all aspects of Star Trek to talk, you know, to have that in there. I, the only references I have to it is, of course, with the last three Star Trek movies with uh, right. Captain Kirk. And it referenced that in the very first one, the, the supernova, uh, Romulan supernova. But yeah. this particular take, take on it is interesting in that, you know, immediately, uh, you know, as we get into episode one, which kicks it off, it jumps right into that Jean-Luc Picard to his nature wanted to save all the Romulans from the supernova or the coming supernova. Right. Well, and there was a massive rescue effort that he had tried to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think that just pays homage to to his character from the Next Generation series. He was he was always kind of an ambassador for um, life in general. He was always trying to save any 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 one any person any any species that he could. Um, you know, war was the last thing that he was really about. He was he was more of a diplomat than anything. Um, so I think I think they're really trying to pay a good homage to to just his character as a captain and and what he did in Starfleet, which was uh, really what. Um, unlike you, I saw the preview and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to watch this as soon as it hits. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, from a timeline standpoint, I think they've done a really good job. So this whole supernova bit, um, if you guys remember in the 2009 Star Trek that hit with Chris Pine and and that storyline, there was an alternate timeline that had happened where Spock um, was engaged in this alternate timeline and that's where they saw the destruction of Romulus. And uh, that that kind of plays into this whole storyline as well. Uh, along with the whole um, piece about Data um, sacrificing his life back in the 2002 film of Nemesis. So, Data was kind of this anomaly that was made and the technology that Data had in him was is really kind of the center of this show. Um, it's it's played a, played a big role in it anyways. So, when... Data sacrificed his life in the first, uh, you know, basically the end of Nemesis and saved the the crew. That's kind of where Picard still had life left in him. He still did things in Starfleet, but um, we learn later on in episode one that he is uh, a retired admiral. Basically, things happened more or less out of his control and uh he resigned out of the starfleet but uh i think i think just paying homage to his character is really what i think is attracting people to the show in general because it has that kind of old school feel to it like the next generation did and and that's why i'm liking this show is because it has that um nostalgia to it yeah and that's you know we see that right after the bat he even mentions it where the basis of his search and going off and finding and um going on his quest is because of data uh yeah and um trying to find memories or remnants of his friend that sacrificed himself um in the events of nemesis which is really cool that they tie that in there um, because it's 
kind of a a, a loose end in, in so much that um you know we we immediately hear references and actually see before i think uh before as in actual before the the older version uh or mock-up of what data became it was another android um yeah that at the end of nemesis before actually informs picard that um part of data was transferred to before for you know for storage or, or that's that's what he did and uh right but still people couldn't couldn't reconstruct data from that so uh that's basically the the reason why Picard is going on this mission. He's now coming to encounter with this person um, that Dodge, Dodge that somehow Dodge. knows him. He doesn't know her right off the bat, right? But well, and and that's really where the show kind of starts picking up because you get this suspense in there. You end up meeting Dodge and. Then you kind of have the whole monkey wrench thrown in with these um, masked elite soldiers that are trying to to capture her. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that Dodge is not just a, you know, chick hanging out in a, um, you know, room. She is uh, some type of elite warrior. She's got all kinds of kung fu moves that she whops <laughs> up on these dudes. And she she doesn't even know where this, this uh, ability came from. So, she has this basically ineptability to figure things out because she is smart and um, I don't know, she she seems like she's a survivor. So, she ends up finding Picard in this uh, first episode and like you said, she she knows him and she, she has a feeling of knowing him uh, and he's like, I have no idea who you are. Um, but there there's this connection between the two of them. You can kind of tell that it's, uh, you know, distant. But that's really where the show kind of picks up and gets interesting because there's that mystery of who is Dodge and why why did why did she go find Picard and why are, why are these uh, you know elite soldiers after her and trying to get rid of her? So over these over these three episodes, they've done a good job of keeping a, a flow of the story, I think, and just tying those little bits together. So, in the first one, we learned that, you know, Dodge is um, somebody that Picard kind of thinks he knows, but doesn't really understand why or how. Um, but there at the end of the movie or the end of the show, um, we we kind of learn, you know, a few little tidbits about why these um, elite soldiers are after her. Uh, but we also see that she dies. Mm-hmm. I was they, like, uh, well, they uh, in- okay. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, you, that you bring happened. an amazing so, character and just kill her off. Done. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of a shocker. Um, so, you know, basically the last scene of episode one was Picard being in a uh, back in his vineyard in France and his caretakers are, you know, looking over him just to make sure everything is good. And he wakes up and says, look, you know, there's this. Um, there's this female, this Dodge that, that he met and he has to figure out why they killed her and basically respect her memory of, you know, I don't want her to die in vain. So 
that is kind of what kicks the show off yep. is there's these um this whole mystery of who Dodge is, she dies, Picard goes on this wild spree of trying to figure things out and you learn that there was a, a rogue synthetic breakout and Starfleet banned all synthetics across the universe. They're completely illegal. Uh, it was all this crazy stuff that happened and uh, I think one of the interesting things was um, learning a little bit about why these synthetics, you know, they, they mentioned it a little bit in the first episode, but they didn't really go too deep into it. But then they hit that in episode two, yep. which um, like I said, they've done a really good job on the story, tying things together. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the very first scene of episode one is Picard playing poker with yeah. data or yeah. at the time you're like what what uh, so you think this is normal then you realize uh some things are said where all of a sudden it, it, it feels disconnected uh where this isn't this isn't a real event that's happening some it's either a vision right. or a dream or recollection and then you see mars and they call that out and then it like it explodes yes yeah, stuff starts exploding on the planet <laughs> Like what the uh, yeah. we're we're missing something here. So oh, that's when they go into the right. whole, you know, plan uh, um, the shipyards that were there and prep for the armada that was going to go save or help with the evacuation of Romulus. Um, and yeah, in episode beginning of episode, we see how that happened. Uh, in in where it was just another normal day at the shipyards and synthetics were helping out, and synthetics that were not as advanced as Data were. Uh, he was yeah. the only exception to ever exist of how advanced he was. Well, and uh, even though Data was a synth and he had, you know, he was a straight up android, he had, um, I don't know, I guess because he spent so much time with um, humans and Picard in general, there was uh, like some human understanding behind him. And I don't know, in certain ways, his creator actually made him to be as close to humans as possible. Um, so, I mean, you know, from a, from a show standpoint, I think, uh, I think they've done a good job with Picard, I think, grieving still over the loss of his friend, even though it's been 20 years. Um, you know, they, they show Picard being stuck in his home. Yep. And he's not the same. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't have the same authority to him as he did previously in the movies as a captain. He doesn't have that same like grit for life that he used to, it seems like. Um, so I, I, I even like that about the show. They've kind of, they've kind of made him, I, I don't even know what the, what the word is that I'm really trying to go for here, but they've, they've kind of like, um, de-Starfleeted him yeah. almost. It's almost like he is still Starfleet, but he's kind of forgotten who he was. Yeah. Well, which, I mean, his his life was space, and so taking that away from him, yeah. he's well, uh, he's kind of lost the, you know, the, the pep in his step, you know, the, the reason, I wouldn't say the reason to live, because he's still going on, but it's his meaning to life, really uh, his what he wants to do deep down 
Um, and you, yeah, you could see right. that from episode one into episode two and just the way uh, I think it's in episode one when they're having the interview and, and they keep pressing him and, and challenging him about what happened about the supernova and his retirement. And, you know, he does have an, have a, um, having outburst there uh, against Starfleet yeah. in that interview. But so it shows, shows some bad blood there between the two. But then he, you can see it because he starts on this quest and it's revitalizing him. He wants to go accomplish this for, you know, two reasons. One being it's, he's going to go back into space and the other is it's for his friend, his dear friend data and possibly yeah. recovering data. Or, Which is exciting. Yeah. Um, well, because we've seen some flashbacks. You mentioned the one with them playing poker, but then the one that was really kind of cool was the flashback of Picard waking up out of his bed, uh, flinging open the the windows that kind of outlook his vineyard, and out in this vineyard is Data uh, painting a portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really because of the tie-in of of where we're kind of going into episode two here, you know. Dodge has passed away. Um, she died. And now we're kind of into this whole Picard is trying to figure things out. So this this memory that he has, this dream that he has, um, he walks up to Data while he's painting this portrait. And Data turns and looks at him and says, um, would, you, would you like to finish the portrait? And Picard says, I don't know how. And Data says, yes, you do. And that's really where Picard wakes up in this in this next little you know bit. But the the cool part is you learn who these paintings were of and what they were. But I think as far as the the tie-in for Picard to how they've how they've made data, how they've made the relationship with just the people that Picard knows throughout the galaxy. I mean, he was one of the most decorated captains in Starfleet and my goodness, he was, you know, an ambassador of, you know, life and he met so many different races. So it's not like he's just completely lost. He's got contacts all over the place. Uh, and I, I do like that they, they're using those contacts. So, yeah. And that's one thing I, I've come to enjoy about the Picard is they're going the same route of any modern, um, successful modern series tv series uh streaming series is uh compared compared to what i grew up on on the tv shows of um star trek which each one of those was its own little story and sometimes you kind of you may tie back into the main um I, i think of star trek voyager with it the entire thing was them trying to get home yeah, but you'd have these little side stories or side episodes of that they found something new or going on it, and then they're okay. And it briefly mentions they're back on trying to get home. This is a continuous build on mystery, suspense storytelling that I don't think Star Trek has had in yeah, episodic form. And I yeah. really no, enjoy I, it, I enjoy that across the board in any any TV show I watch where it's continual build upon and build upon. Now, maybe we might come yeah. to an episode later that's 
has nothing to do with the main story. You know, we had that in Mandalorian where there were several episodes that, yes, it had the main character, but it had absolutely nothing or for you, you could you could probably fill in some some small details that it, it furthered the overall understanding of the story. But yeah, it wasn't the most part of the filler episode. Yeah, it was a filler episode. Right. So uh, I, I'm really, really glad to see this with the, at least Star Trek, because even with even with the Star Trek movies, the most recent ones, it was a build upon. Uh, oh, epi- absolutely. You know, mo- was. Movie to movie of the growing of uh, Captain Kirk, Spock and in the main cast of and group of the Enterprise there uh, in growing there. So. Again, haven't seen that. Uh, that I remember of of Star Trek so far, you know, so that's that's what I've come to enjoy. And I look forward to getting into Discovery to have that same feeling about whatever the the, oh, dis- the main plot point is of Discovery following that through. Now, I'm sure. I kind of want to say there's going to be filler episodes in that one. Um, so possibly. We're, we're just in season. We're just in season one. We, okay. We've we've come in late to the game. But so far, season one, we're 12 episodes in and all 12 episodes have been a continuation of a story and followed through. Impressive. So it is basic. So far, it is like watching a movie unfold (laughs) book format page by page uh, and you get to see the character development. You get to see the, the story development. And that's that's why I'm um, enjoying Picard as well. You're just watching that kind of story unfold page by page. So I think uh, you know episode one did a good job drawing the audience in, giving them a little bit of what the story was going to be about. And then episode two just kind of really kicks things off because when Picard was sitting and talking about his interview. You know, we saw that emotion and and him kind of blow up and say, look, we're done uh, because they kept pressing him about why he left Starfleet and it wasn't supposed to be that type of interview. Uh, we we kind of learned what happened with the Mars attack and, and why the synths were completely banned across the universe. Uh, and pretty early on, we, we learned who Dodge and Soji are. Soji is Dodge's twin sister. Yep. So, spoiler alert for everybody that hasn't watched the show, uh, we actually learned that Dodge and Soji are daughters of Data. Yep. And that was just kind of one of those moments where you're watching the show going, oh my goodness gracious. It was, it was, a, it was a cool revelation in the way they're bringing this together. So, Picard has been doing his research. He's been tracking these things uh, down and... Uh, yeah, I think I think they've done a, a cool job. So there's everything from mystery to drama to there's good action scenes. The graphics are really good in the show. The story plots are really good. Um, episode two had an amazing finish and how they kind of pulled everything together to to Picard bringing his team together to go figure out and find out where this second daughter is. Uh, and that's where those paintings came in. You know, uh, Picard had a dream with him and Data, and Data was painting a picture, and it was a portrait of a girl. And this portrait was of Dodge. And what I really liked was that Picard 
remembered and knew, hey, uh, inside Starfleet's basically, I guess it's an art museum, some type of uh, secret secured place that Picard has uh, belongings. And inside this was one of the paintings that Picard painted. So there was one that Data did and one that Picard did, and they were of the daughters. And they actually had a they actually had a name on on these paintings, and it was daughters, which I thought was really cool. It was just it was neat how they brought all that together and used data. Um, it's kind of the key point to do it. So yeah, when I when when they finally revealed the plot point that in the creation, whatever the synthetic process is to create this advanced android, there has to be a twin. Um, I was like, oh, yeah. cool. Okay, two of them. we can we yeah. can finally and continue down that way of understanding her, what her connection is to data, um, and, and you know, going forward with that. And we, you know, we're still now we're episode three. And we're starting to find out a little bit more about her. Um, apparently, she knows she has a sister. I don't know if it's actually Dodge she knows of, because I don't think Dodge knew she had a sister. So there's definitely some cover-up going between this mom that's watching over them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Something's happening there. Yeah. So, Well, and the I think the... The cool part about the show for me is that we learn Starfleet has, um, you know, a high level ranking officer who is corrupt because we learn that there is uh, like this secret Romulan spy group that is uh, working out of Starfleet in in Earth. And um, we kind of learn why Picard stepped out of Starfleet in episode three. So this whole aftermath happened with with Mars. He had set up this whole basic uh, plot plan to go save the Romulans, and and uh, you know they knew about the supernova. So he went and presented his plan to Starfleet, and gave them an ultimatum. He said, "Look, either either we're Starfleet and we save lives, and you accept my plan." And let, you know, let us go do this or you accept my resignation. Um, he was trying to play the wild card to me. And they said, well, we accept your resignation. And that was basically his out of Starfleet at that point in time. Yep. So, yeah, I, I do like where the show's going. So, um there's some corrupt things going on. There's, you know, crazy Romulan spies. There are daughters of Data. Um, and Picard is trying to gather a team of people together, which I think is pretty cool. Um, we've, you know, see one of the greatest Starfleet captains of all time kind of buck down to, you know, a rogue captain picking up a few people. And now he's out and about trying to do his thing, which is, which is kind of cool. It reminds me of kind of that Han Solo story yeah. has that uh, has that rogue characteristic to him. Well, and um, one thing that I, some people make uh, and I, I just remembered it, uh, some people may glance over is uh, the entire Picard TV series is on a timer in so much regarding Picard himself, because it's yeah. in episode two for which he contacts his doctor 
Um, he's trying to go through the proper process of being reinstated back in, a good point. into Starfleet. And his doctor tells him everything checks out except for this thing in your brain. Um, yeah. And they don't reference it directly, but it calls back to an actual uh, episode of Next Generation where yep. uh, he was diagnosed um, with this problem, uh, this this breakdown of his part of his brain that uh, controls emotions and can cause hallucinations, decision making. Yeah. Um, in the episode, it, it kind of yeah. gives gives remembrance or gives credence to his little outburst in the interview um, because Picard's very, you know, in all of next generation across the board, except for in very oh, emotional level set, he's level, very set. level set. He is, he is, you know, uh, well, not without emotion, I, I but he, he, was, he keeps, he is the wisdom to almost every decision out there. Right. Oh, absolutely. He, like very level set, but he was also that guy that never really asked to go do things he just did it and then asked for permission later right <laughs> or for forgiveness later right but never got <laughs> flustered about it or, or anything like that he he always right. knew what he was doing was right going to do it execute it and done some people would disagree with him that's fine he was going to do it so forth so um very ominous words spoken by the doctor was i hope that this mission uh for your sake kills you um, cause apparently the degrading yeah. of this disease, uh, let me see. I had it just pulled up, whatever this disease was called. I, uh, I know I, I had looked it up as well and I can't remember the name of it. Neurotic syndrome uh, is apparently what I know. Yeah. Uh, here it is. Deteriorating in the synapses pathways. So basically his brain, yeah. brain is basically breaking down. Um, yeah. So degenerative disease. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> how that will play into once the Picard TV show uh, how long they can either keep that into play, but then right. also what is the send off regarding that for Picard? Well, I, I don't so see I mean, them ever coming. They, I'm, I'm going to go and say that I don't see them ever coming up with a cure for it as that would I be an escape. I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll use a, a cure as a scapegoat, but uh, I mean, even in real life, the actor who plays Picard, Patrick Stewart is, 76 77 now right. so i mean he's not a he's not a young spring chicken anymore <laughs> either yeah uh so you know we've got we've got the real life timeline going plus we've got this degenerative disease in the show going for for him um you know he, we could potentially be seeing the last time of picard um in a few of these seasons so you know they've they've got season one going there's 10 episodes that's going to be coming out uh, for season one, they've already renewed the show for season two just yeah. because of the the hype and everything going on. Um, but of course, you know, it's, it's not released of when season two would come out. We're only on season three of episode one or uh, season one. So, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll see what uh, we'll see what comes and what happens. I'm really liking how they're tying this story in. Like you said, they're they're doing a good job of building it um, like a suspense movie, and it's not there's there's not been this filler junk that that happens with some of these shows. So that's been my favorite part yep. so far. So far, we may we may come into some of that as he now is off on his adventure to um 
to start putting the pieces together of this connection between data these twin sisters how they come together um this conspiracy theory behind or possibly not uh romulan's connection to um to the destruction of the armada possibly or whoever else could be involved with that so a lot of pieces here we'll we'll see if they continue with that yeah well and episodes come out every they're they're weekly and they're coming out on thursdays Mm -hmm. So Thursday needs to hurry up and get here quickly. <laughs> uh, no joke. Like, why can't they just do like Netflix, release them all? But then again, you oh know, my gosh, we've been kind that's of been so hard. We, you know, we say that and it's uh, I'm going to say it's hypocritical of myself to say that because. I was a supporter of how Mandalorian did it in so much of. We. Uh, we had time in between to discuss. The, the movies we like we had mass discussions at work about it like okay so this just happened and what yeah. did you think of this what does this mean um and you know this is this is what's happening with the card for those that keep up with it and we're just now talking yeah. about it because i just started watching it so i can see that discussion continuing in to every episode after like that big revelation of episode five i don't know if there's gonna be one but example so yeah, absolutely. Look forward to that. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of, as much as I want to binge watch shows like this, I actually like the the waiting on the show. Like you said, you get to talk about it. There's some uh, kind of preemptive, like what's coming next. Yeah. And you don't get that with, say, a Netflix show where, you know, you've got 20 episodes and you can just hit play and watch it completely through. Mm-hmm. It's this kind of one done men- mentality. So uh, I kind of I kind of do like the fact that we got rid of Netflix and we have gone Hulu and, you know, you get a little break in between. It's been nice. Yeah. Yep. So, well, that is it on our Picard walkthrough for uh, for this week. Anyways, we will have to wait and see what uh, happens with these next few episodes. And our uh, last little bit of this episode for the podcast is talking about future plans and things that we have talked about for doing and what uh, really kind of what's coming. And I think uh, to kick things off would be uh, what you're doing with your stream and uh, over on Twitch. Yeah. So um, in regards to this break, it's allowed me to go back to what um i've started out as and what the stream to be is variety stream so i'm uh we'll be going back to and incorporating games uh maybe even set a timeline of how often i can play a game before i move on to the next one whether i beat it or not if it's really good eh, probably extend it out but um it was destiny 2 there for a long time uh but to bring in more story games, more RPGs, uh, more those that are just also fun to stream and play at the same time. Cause that's some games are, are not that way to, you know, they may be yeah. really entertaining to play. You know, you can just sit there and really get into them, but to have them on stream, it, it's, it's a different beast altogether. So yeah, absolutely. It that's is. what will be coming is, is many more different games also to help get through my backlog. A massive backlog of games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The backlog continues to grow. Yep. So um even those that I'll I'll, I'll keep playing, I'll 
Um, I'll be playing them offline. Uh, for example, I'll never stop playing Warframe, Minecraft, or Destiny, but those ne won't necessarily be while on stream. Because I can tell you right now, yeah. starting Monday, uh, my new schedule will be Warframe and Minecraft, which I don't know that combination, how it will connect together, but you know what? We're going to do it. So do it. Going to do it. So everything, everything for you kicks back off Monday on the stream. Yeah. Yep, and regarding those that require, um, if it's a longer game, we'll be looking at doing some uh, themed YouTube videos as well regarding those. Uh, not nice. not reviews, but I can see a potential for instructional videos for those different games. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I think uh, I think you've had some time to process and think and do and. Yeah, I'm excited to I'm excited to see some of the changes for the channel as well. Yep. That's cool. Um, this is something for the podcast that we've been talking about for a while, but uh, about a year and a half ago, we we kind of sat down and said, "Hey, what what would you think about doing uh, the show live on Twitch?" And you know, your instant thought is, "Why would anybody want to watch that?" And you know, just the the negative the negative side of things usually come when you start talking about. Uh, doing something different with something you're used to and how it's supposed to function. So um, we kind of sat down a while back and said, I think the next step for doing extra on the show, uh, we both agree that the next step is live podcasting. So mm -hmm. later this year, we are planning to launch our very first Twitch stream for the All Things Geekery podcast. And uh, we don't know what it's going to look like just yet or how it's going to come out or uh, if it will even be popular. But uh, you know what? We're going to take that step and we're going to we're going to continue pushing. Absolutely. Yep. That, that'll that be coming uh, in some way, shape or form later this year once all the mechanical and, and different pieces are put into place. So I look forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and it's just going to be something different. So once I can finally uh, get like attached we, to work on his proper setup, that's basically what's yeah, going on. You know, uh, yeah. One of these days. So <laughs> yeah, you know, we won't talk about that right now. <laughs> no, we won't talk yeah. about that. We'll, we'll, we'll move on to the next little bullet point here, which okay. is uh, bonus level content. Yep. Um, we, th we threw around an idea again, or, um, probably middle of last year saying, Hey, uh, what would something extra be that we could do on top of just our normal show? And we said, well, how about we do something like a bonus level? We tried doing graphics and coming up with stuff and I racked my brain for, you know, weeks upon weeks upon weeks and nothing just seemed to fit. Um, so we just kind of put it on hiatus, but we know that the bonus level content is something that we want to bring and, uh, it would be, another level of content for the community that we would push out. Again, we don't really know what would go into it yet, but we do have some of that on the, uh, the back burner. Yep. That's one where we can see great potential of, of having, um, to, to provide more content for you guys that listen to our, uh, us rattle on about different things throughout the year. So definitely looking at any way to enhance that experience for you guys. And provide more content, quality content. Apps. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah, always just kind of thinking about what uh, what we can do to up our game and, you know, make something uh, even more fun than what it already is and bringing that uh, next game up just that next little level. So we're going to continue throwing those ideas out there and uh, just keep talking about what we can do for the future, guys. But with all that said, this has been a fun episode to definitely record and get back into the swing of things. And we are officially launching season four, which is just, again, absolutely bonkers. We've been doing this for four years. It's crazy. It's, it's uh, wild to think about. Um, yeah. Each each episode we go along and, and look back at uh, where we come and where we're at now and where we're going to. Uh, is just phenomenal wild and yeah yeah march march of 16 was our first episode that we launched Ugh. which is crazy I thought about I the quality of that episode <laughs> oh the the so the quality that we we started off with oh my gosh uh, <laughs> i sounded like i was in an echo chamber and yeah you know we just we had no idea what we were doing we had no idea what we were supposed to be it was bad yeah. but uh it has definitely kind of given us the retrospective of where we've come from and how much we've grown and you know we uh we we enjoy doing this. We really mm -hmm. do. So I think with all that being said, uh, I would just want to say thank you for our community out there. Um, all of our Pottern family that we have found on Twitter and YouTube and just all of the different platforms that you guys have found us on. Uh, massive thank you for, for listening and just uh, hanging with us for these last four years. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we create this content. Um, because we enjoy creating, but also so that you guys can, um, so, you know, that you support us, uh, in, in, you know, your comments and just listening to us. Uh, so all the thanks is to you guys for continuing to support us with that, with your, with your likes and your comments and sharing the, sharing the podcast that we do and all, uh, all throughout the content creation that we have. So thank you. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But to this particular episode, if you guys did enjoy it, and be sure to subscribe to the All Things Geekery podcast within your favorite podcasting apps, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, uh, even um, Podcast Addict, all those out there. We send it to everywhere that possible that somebody would have an app for. Uh, you can go download it and listen to us and subscribe. Absolutely. And I would really uh, urge you guys to uh, drop us a review. And I say urge because uh, that helps us grow a ton. So if you guys enjoy the content and enjoy listening to it, uh, a like and a review out on iTunes helps us tremendously because it gets that feed out into the uh, the old podcast world and allows people to see it even better. So if you guys enjoy this, definitely drop us a review. Uh, if you guys want to find us out on social media, you guys can be a part of that family over on Twitter. You can find myself at xdetachedx, and then you can find Victus over at VictusATG, or you can find our actual podcast Twitter account at TheATGCast. And uh, we are on there pretty much all the time doing shenanigans, chatting, talking, retweeting 
some of us more so than others. No names mentioned though. Mm-hmm. Promise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Detached. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Me. Okay. Got it. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, if you want to keep up to you know connect with us on there or network and, and just follow us definitely on Twitter or uh, as was mentioned in the in the uh, podcast before if you'd like to tune in for live gaming content uh, I will be back to streaming every weeknight uh, over at twitch.tv forward slash Victus ATG yeah that's awesome well we look forward to this year guys and if you have any topics or questions for future episodes or maybe even a suggestion for a future episode make us a shout out over at podcast atg at gmail.com you can email us those questions or topics or anything that you want to and if we get something from you we will definitely give you guys a shout out in our next episode so again thank you guys for being there these last four years you all are absolutely amazing all right guys well that wraps up this podcast so as always you guys stay awesome And we will see you all in the next episode.